Hey, thanks for joining me for another episode of the Bonfires of Social Enterprise. This is Rami, and I want to thank you for your loyalty and following. It keeps us all going around here. <laughs> We'd love to hear from you, by the way. Reach out to us on our website. Okay, this time we follow up with Amanda Luan of Bamboo Detroit. Bamboo is a co-working space that has some very special characteristics. It's a very diversified. It's full of energy. Not to mention it's one of the hippest places in town. Is that even a word, hippest? Oh well, you know what I mean. <laughs> People want to be there. We did an interview with Amanda back in season one. You want to probably go back and check that out because it's really good. She's one of the owners and visionaries of this space. And we'll catch up with her in just a moment because we're going to hear again from Hudson Robertson of Traverse City, Michigan on the Fun Fuel. My name is Hudson Robertson, and I am bringing you the fun fuel for this episode. This information comes from an article published in the online magazine FatRice.com on September 18th of 2014. The article is called Seven Crazy Interesting Facts About Bamboo. Bamboo is antibacterial. Bamboo comes naturally best fighting powers thanks to the plant's unique resistance to bacteria and fungi. Pandas did not always eat it like you see in pictures. At some point, pandas came to love the taste of bamboo and hate hunting. Give us the peaceful and herbivorous bamboo munching features we know today. Here are a few more. Bamboo tastes delicious. It grows on every continent and bamboo is stronger than steel. It compressions tests. Bamboo comes out stronger than brick, wood, concrete, or steel, meaning it can hold more force than any of those materials. Some scientists even theorize that a length of bamboo 10 centimeters across could hold a 11,000 pound elephant though the particle experiment has yet to be attempted. I hope you enjoyed this fun feel for this episode. Hudson Robertson, enjoy the show. Thanks so much, Hudson. I might have to go find some bamboo to try in a salad. Hadn't thought of that before. <laughs> okay, let's turn our attention to Amanda Luan from Bamboo Detroit. We just opened up at our new location, 1420 Washington Boulevard, um, on floor three. The building is called the Julian C. Madison Building, so we're super pumped about it. It's a beautiful building right downtown, and it's locally owned by a wonderful family. The building's named after our landlord, Sharon Madison's father, Julian C. Madison, and um, he was a history-making entrepreneur himself. So oh, it's were. very inspiring to kind of live that sort of similar path with, like, with our inclusive entrepreneurial hub here. Yeah. Can we hear a little bit about that story? Yeah. So um, Sharon's father and grandfather were trailblazers. They were the first and third African-American engineers in the state of Ohio. And I think her grandfather was one of the very first engineers, African-American engineers, hired by the federal government. Um, and so when they bought this building, they named it after her father, and uh, one of the things they always describe it as he always had a spirit of uh, uh, a belief that one should take their lives into their own hands and create with it. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and so I guess he used to always give back and help raise up the younger generation into their own businesses. So it was a really good fit for us, um, being a very a great shared workspace for entrepreneurs and creatives and fostering and sharing those values of inclusion and diversity. So we're super pumped. I think it's really good to partner with people who share your values. That was that was something that was really important to us. Oh my gosh, what a great place for a a co-working space, especially as diversified as you guys are. That's wonderful. What what um made you guys decide to make the jump into a bigger space? Was it was it obvious you were just outgrowing or it was a little bit of both from the very beginning. We took like a very lean startup approach. Um, so we started the first Bambi with four friends and just a 3,000 square foot space and some Ikea furniture. And along the way, we really did a lot to build the community. We hosted a lot of events. Um, we listened to our customers and we tried to improve the space as much as we could, but we just kept hearing over and over that people needed more dedicated and private um, space. So we kind of knew from the beginning we were missing a bit of a market, and also that's just what our community really needed. Um, By the end of – right before we moved, we were definitely getting super busy. We do a lot of events. We didn't really have an event space, so our events would always overflow and take up the co-work space. Um, So we're really pumped. We now have an event space, too, inside of our new co-working space. And the building we're in has a big, beautiful event space. We, We have more freedom to kind of grow and explore new programming and even expand to other floors if we need to. Wow, that's tremendous. I love that for you guys because you guys really do have some thoughtful events that are there's a lot of um there's a lot of other similar organizations to yours around the country that sometimes they just have speakers to have speakers and I always find when I look at your event lineup that you're always very thoughtful about the types of content that you bring to all your members. Thank you. I I really appreciate it. Um, We kind of frame it like we want our members to feel inspired while they're here. So we want to provide access to entrepreneurship and inspire them to grow. So we hope most of our events are fun and inspiring. Um, We do let members do a lot of events, too, so that they can use us as a launching pad to grow. Uh, A lot of our workshops, too, we try to focus on growth. So, you know, a typical incubator, you might go through like a really formal program. But at Bamboo, we're super flexible. We'll just have a lot of different workshops. So you can kind of pick and choose and learn whatever you need to do. Um, And we try to be well-rounded. So we've done meditation. We've done networking. We've done all different kinds of stuff to keep people, you know, improving themselves personally, too. Yeah, and just uh, since we didn't hit that the first time when we did uh, interviewed you on uh, on Season 1, we mostly talked about you guys as a co-working space and and just the high-level diversity in there. Will you, uh, you just started to touch on your role as an incubator, and um, will you just define that a little bit more for some of our listeners? Yes, I think Bamboo, for us, we want to be a very flexible brand and community. So we are a platform for people to grow. You can come in and use the workspace, but what kind of really differentiates us besides a very inclusive culture um, and providing a lot of access to resources is our programming. We try to really... Um, always have workshops, and they're very well-rounded, everything from meditation and self-care to vision boarding sessions to uh, high-growth happy hours or in-depth lawyer sessions. Um, That's something we're really going to do in the new space is 
versus an incubator program or an accelerator, sometimes you sign up for three months and you have to be there nine to six. That doesn't really work for everybody. So we try to really just have more shorter-term, flexible programming. So, you know, maybe you're a mom working full-time and you come to the co-working space, you know, for three hours in the afternoon, but you can do a free info session or an in-depth workshop, um, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, that's powerful. And then how did you um, work up the courage to leap into a larger space? Did you – some people save up, some people get a loan, some people just – just do it and uh did you or stack up memberships yeah i just think to encourage those who are might be thinking about expansion what was your uh, yeah. strategy at it well we had a bigger it kind of started we always had an idea for expanding so back we were in our smaller space and just first starting to build the community we really wanted to do like a building and kind of work up to a long-term plan um but along the way we met the building owner here, and we were really excited and intrigued with just sharing those values that I talked about with her, and the location of the building felt perfect, and she had two floors available, so there was some room to grow. And so it's funny looking back, we had this big vision, let's do a whole co-working, maybe even co-living building downtown, because we knew there was we knew there was this energy and this interest, and we, we were listening to our customers, but the expansion we did was a little bit smaller. Instead, we just decided, let's go from 3000 to 6000 Let's test out our new product offerings, private offices, and dedicated desks. Once those are full, we can then do another floor if we need to. And, you know, maybe long-term look at buying a building. But it seemed to be more in our approach, which is growing more organically. And we did um, take a small business loan out, and we got a grant from the city of Detroit. So those two things were tremendously helpful for the build-out of the space. But we did it still. I mean, there's some spaces where they spend $2 million on their build-out, we spent uh, over just a little over a hundred thousand, and it's it's turned out really really nice. Brand new furniture. You know, we partnered with everybody we could locally to just make it happen. Um, so I think that's one thing to be aware of. You might have this bigger vision of going into a huge building, or you know, I want to be this. Uh, and sometimes you just need a next step to get there, and just keep growing and refining, and getting better and better. Yeah, there's so much you learn when you take that next step to a new product or a new service or expanding a location, hiring people, every time you expand in some way, there's always some sort of learning that comes out of it in its, in its current condition. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, well, that's exciting. So almost a little bit of both. I just feel that the way you guys did that was so smart, uh, and I'm glad that you found a connection. That makes all the difference with a landlord. It yeah. did, and, you know, it definitely took a lot of time. I think I think things take longer than you realize. Um, we actually secured the funding pretty quickly, I think, because we had been working on our business plan. We had, you know, we'd been around for a couple of years. We'd built those relationships. It took a little longer to get the lease all together and then, you know, make the final move over, but that's okay. Like, you should, people should know. <laughs> it's Sometimes it looks like overnight success, but it's really not. <laughs> it should take a while. <laughs> Right, right. That's a good word and encouraging for everyone else. So uh, that's so we sort of skipped over this, but this is a really good sign of a co-working space when people want to stay and have a private office, like they like literally want to move in more fully. That's sort of its own complement and marker of success. <laughs> right. That's that's really good to hear. Yeah, our private offices filled up right away. Well, so we did, and I think you kind of asked me like, did we create demand or? or a little bit more about our strategy, we did 
once we made the decision, okay, we like this building, we like this landlord, we're going to try to start pushing things in order here. And it took about a year, maybe a little over a year to finally get here. But all along the way, we built up wait lists. And, yeah, some of the content, some of the people on the list are old, but some of them have, have been really great, like, the past three or four months. Um, so you can build do things while you're putting everything in order to get those first uh, customers. And so I think that was pretty helpful along the way, continuing to build our own brand and following so that people would share and recommend and bring other people in. Right. So thanks for circling back on that because it is, you can keep selling, I guess is the message I want to say while you're expanding. It is important to not stop selling and keep selling. And like you said, there might be a few folks on the list that are a little bit old by the time it's time to queue up, but um, it's always important to keep selling during expansion, right? Yeah. So now we officially opened just like two days ago. Um, so now it's time to really just sell the rest of what's available. Uh, you mentioned hiring. We've, we're going to try to hire. We've had volunteers at the space. Um, we're going to try to have part-time fellows, folks that, you know, maybe are in between jobs or just starting up, or maybe they're college or college grads, um, and they want to contribute to the community and get a lot from being in the community. So we're kind of going to test out, can we have part-time folks who are just really engaged, really want to be here, versus just having an office manager. But like an like a typical office manager role, we don't necessarily need. We want someone who's going to be in the community, too. So um, mm. we're going to start hiring our first couple folks here in the next few months and see how that goes. So it should be fun. And then I can uh, remove myself from, like, the role of the community manager, marketer, and work more high level on where do we want to take our brand next? Do we want to do more locations? Do we want to launch a technology? I know for sure we're going to step up and do a lot bigger programming and events next year because that is just extended value. It keeps people excited and happy and always engaged with the um, cohort community. Yeah. And so while we're on this great moment of selling, why don't we say for anyone who might be listening in Detroit, what are, what's your pricing and, for co-working desks and private offices? Yeah. So we try to have tiered pricing. So we have a $40 membership. We call that our starter membership. That's having a mail address downtown and um, access to some events and resources. So you can just get started in being in the community and having that official downtown address. And then the next level is open co-working, and that ranges between $125 and $175, depending if you want to commit to a year, six months, or month to month. And then dedicated desks are 325. Private offices, they're a little bit pricier. They're 800 and up, and they're, but you know, it's really good when you can kind of work your way up from uh, all the way from the beginning of starting to co-working, getting a desk, and then growing into your own office if you want to. 800 is still just peanuts compared to doing it on their own. Yeah, it is. And the other big perk is the flexibility, right? So you can do one-year leases on offices six-month leases on desks or, like, month-to-month on open. And you, when you need to actually get a lease, now that we've gone through the process and got a really large lease, um, I can tell you there's a lot that you have to do. So you have to really be ready to take that risk. Um, so it's definitely really flexible for startups, small teams, creative people. Yeah. Well, that's exciting. And what uh, memberships uh, are open there at your new space now? Are they all open? I think you said the offices are all of our offices are booked, but we have a wait list, so you can join the wait list um, okay. by just reaching out and letting us know because we're looking at expanding to another floor. And that one might be more offices as we've had a lot of demand there. And then 
Dedicated desks are available, and those are a good option if you have just a couple people who might want to be in a more semi-open area but still have a little privacy, or you're just an individual who works from home and want to lock up your stuff and always have your computer out. Um, so that, that tends to be a really good option, too. All right. Well, that's exciting. So so I know you've got a great lineup. Uh, while we've got it all right here, let's tell the listeners where they can find you on your social media and your website. Oh, yeah, you can find Bamboo at BambooDetroit.com. We're Bamboo Detroit on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And I'm on Amanda Jen at Twitter, and you can always reach out to me if you want to just come by, see the space. Definitely drop into some of our events. Most of them are open, and they're free and low cost to the communities. We'd love to see you at the brand-new location. Well, awesome. So that just kind of wraps up a cool commercial. Let's uh, got a few more minutes. Uh, if you've got a few more minutes, I want to see if we could, um, if I could just ask you some questions about one of, some of the things that uh, might have surprised you from the last time we interviewed you back then. It was almost a year and a half ago. Is there has there been anything that during that time that you think, gosh, I'm just sort of surprised it went that way, or did anything stick yeah, out? Yeah, I think the two things for me, one of my personal flaws is that I'm not as patient as I should be. So I kind of mentioned it did take a long time to get the lease and all of our finance and, and the whole process of uh, really expanding was longer than I realized. Um, and so that's just something to be aware that, you know, have realistic expectations on timing and be patient because it will come together when it's ready. And it's better to do it the right way and make sure that everything's ready and in order, no matter how long it takes. And then that, we also went through a partnership change. So we're down to two partners from four. And that was a really good learning experience. I wouldn't say it was a surprise, but I think it was at some point, you know, you do have to transition on and grow as an individual and be honest with partners and be supportive and try to make the best of those kind of kinds of changes. Um, and so I think I think everything worked out how it's supposed to, and we're going to be set to grow now uh, in 2017. But don't be surprised if you know people change, if time takes if time takes longer. Like all of those things are natural, and you know we're all human beings just trying to figure out our paths here. Yeah, right. Operative word. I say that a lot. When we have us humans involved, we don't always obey every all the, all the rules and plans, you know? Yeah, I mean, sometimes you have this vision and you're like, I just need to get there. I need to expand. For us, it just it felt like it absolutely had to happen. Like there was no – we just couldn't stay in our small space anymore. It was just – it had to happen. And, and it has to happen on its own at the right time. Yeah, With right. the right people ready to do it, you know? Yeah, so it surprised you, you know, about sometimes how long – Thing to, I think it too. Any time that you you apply for a grant or some sort of governmental award, that's always like uh, you know an exercise in patience. <laughs> yeah, it is. And, and real estate too, I think, is a little just more slow moving. Like you have to wait till things are available, then you have to move in and construction. Right. It's 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 a bigger endeavor than what yeah. I'm you know used to. But I'm really There's glad we're here. Stuff. I'm really excited. It all came together. Yeah, me too. What uh, kind of things um, around spe- maybe specifically Detroit that's got you excited right now um, that you're maybe seeing or you're excited about in this new year? Well, I think 
you know, we've got a lot of great momentum starting to build. We have all these great grassroots organizations. Like, I, I think of us as having a grassroots beginning, starting with a community and then formalizing and growing. We've got Build and Food Lab, and a lot of the entrepreneurs I see have sort of validated their ideas and their models, and they're also kind of growing with us, I guess. Um, our friend Tracy and I always joke, if it was a reality TV show, season one had ended. In season one, we didn't really know what we were doing, but we made it to season two, which is now, you know, everyone's kind of getting more established. Um, so it's great to see all these businesses around me also growing. I think we're going to have a great entrepreneurial community um, in everything from retail to tech startups. Uh, really, I think there's a ton of opportunity in Detroit, and I'm excited to see that it's not just a buzz. It's people are actually getting their feet in the ground and growing and, and staying here. Me too. There's a big difference from five years ago. I think back about what I was doing and the conversations I was having there, and the, there was a lot of us that were dreaming big and yet, you know, stubbing our toe on the small barrier right in front of us. Like, uh, it seems like it's going to take forever. But now I look back and you're like, man, this has – everybody has uh, matured and been strengthened. I just think of it – everyone's been strengthened and almost fortified a little bit. You know. And everybody supports each other, too. And so I think that's, uh, I mean, here at Bamboo, but also in the greater Detroit community. And that's, I, and part of it, too, is, you know, personally becoming like a majority partner. Um, I personally had to step up. And I saw all these inspiring women who have just started businesses or are leading communities. And it just feels like, you know, there is opportunity here. And there's a lot of people doing great work. And that makes me feel like I can do it, too, you know. I know it makes you feel like you're not as much on an island. It, you you can feel it as an entrepreneur, even when you're in a co-working space. <laughs> you can feel yeah, alone. definitely. I think that's a big perk of being in the co-working space too. I do too, because you can let feel less, and you can at least see other people, even though they might be brilliant or have a brilliant idea. Everybody hits the same areas. It's just part of the strategy that happens. It's part of its natural evolution of making your business strong and I guess I just want to say too I've watched your business become strong and this this word for me about you I every time I think about bamboo I think about really growing strong and you guys really did it the right way I'm super excited to stay tracking with you is there anything else you want to share uh in an update for the listeners of what you're up to no I just think you know don't give up <laughs> on whatever you're doing if you're an entrepreneur listening. And if you're just interested in social entrepreneurship and all the different kinds of investing, you know, come check out more stuff happening in Detroit. I'm sure, Rami, you do a great job of highlighting all of the great companies and leaders here. So they probably know are are pretty familiar. But come visit us and come to Bamboo. We'll host you for a day for free and help you get connected. I think that's the kind of culture that's that we really embrace and that the city seems to embrace too. Oh, so good. Thank you for everything you're doing, Amanda, and to your team and your newly growing team. I'm going to come see your space in the next couple of weeks. I'll be down Yay. there. I can't wait <laughs> to see it. <laughs> All Sounds right. good. I can't All wait right. to show you. Thank you so much, Amanda. It was great to catch up on the progress of the great space. It's both exciting and scary to expand and it requires well-thought-out plans and a lot of courage. Well done, Bamboo Team. Time for a new song provided by our friends at Assemble Sound of Detroit. Please meet artist Ty Ferris and his song, Vsop Hennessy. <laughs> 